And welcome back to Richmond Tiger Talk. My name is Nick. And I'm Andy. And are we, is it okay to be dissatisfied with a 38-point win? Does that sound smug? Well, as the kids say, well, it's not really smug because it wasn't about us. It was about how terrible they are, as discussed in the mm-hmm. in, in the podcast before the, the, the match preview. But I think it's... I think as the kids would say, it was a very mid-game. Like, it was was, mm. it was within the goal of the point spread. We won. We didn't get any major injuries. So, there are obviously big positives. You're on the road. But, yeah, the like the, the expectation is that we performed a ritual slaughter like many, many other teams mm. have uh, against the Eagles. So, like, uh, I, I get there was definitely a tone of disappointment uh, from some fans afterwards. Sort of now... Now, with a few days of separation, I don't feel that. I, I don't feel any particular um, elation either, but I, I, I don't... Yeah, it's it's just mid. Mm. Yep. I was extremely frustrated for about... Yeah, the first... Almost the first two quarters before we kicked a couple of late second quarter goals, but yeah... I, as you know, goal kicking is one of my obsessions, and we've how set goal kicking was inept again. Like just particularly any sort of long distance shot just seemed to have a zero <laughs> percent chance of of going through the the big stick. So yeah, we absolutely dominated uh, the first quarter and didn't have much to to show for it and. Yeah, it was a frustrating game. It was a frustrating. Like it did make it. It helped that the Eagles actually wound up being more inaccurate than us. There, the expected score was 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 closer than the final margin. But yeah, it was. Mm. It was. It, there were moments of excruciating. Um, uh, there were excruciating moments during the game. I mean, I should be honest. Like you know, when I'm watching a game where Soldo's playing first rock, I'm I'm so nervous. Like that really, how he's playing really affects my mood a lot. And when he kicked the goal at halftime, I was sort of okay. Um, yeah, yeah. And, you know, you're not going to lose, right? You, you can always lose an AFL game. West Coast have won games this year. Uh, they pushed St. Kilda close a few weeks before. So it was never, t- at least we were controlling it. But um, yeah, mm. it was, uh, it certainly, yeah, that first quarter was, it, like it was just the bluntest of butter knives trying to cut a steak um, uh, at times yeah. watching our attack. So if I if I had to ask you to choose between uh, Soldo's tap to Shea for the goal in the first quarter. Soldo's goal. Soldo's actual goal in the second quarter after he was blatantly assaulted by Bailey, Bailey Williams. Blatantly. Or, I thought it was a free kick. Uh, yeah. Look, he... Uh, Williams... I thought Williams put himself in a position to be ugly, to, to be unlucky. Like, any time you're directly behind your opponent... Oh, I, I've done it myself, and I didn't even ruck uh, very often. But if you, if you get in front and you feel contact at the back, you're going to exaggerate the contact, because... Yeah. Mm. It's going to look like a free kick. Um, but the third one was the uh, his tap uh, over the back to to Cochin, uh, who handled to to Miller for the goal in the 
third quarter? Is it? Can you possibly choose between uh, those moments of magic? So the last one was probably the best act of skill, though. But if you watch the replay, mm. um, it's not entirely clear whether he got clean hands on it or whether um, there was a little bit of um, got a push. Because a lot of taps are actually there are other Rackman touches it too. So it, it wasn't. In, I, mm. I'm not one hundred percent clear. Um, I, I think the the biggest moment for me. I, I was actually going to delay talking about Soldo, but it's just somehow we've we've come come to it naturally. Um, it's the the kicking of the goal. Uh, I, I just I just want to make you happy sometimes, Andy, and it felt felt cruel to make you wait. Um, anyway, probably the kicking of the goal because we shot so poorly for goal overall, and he'd he'd had mm. that bad shot before. Um, he'd had the miss, yeah, and, and so it was kind of it. it was very satisfying when he kicked it through because it's, you know, it's one of the things that he's sort of known for is accurate shot kicking from 30 metres and closer. So, yeah, I've, probably that moment. But the, the the Miller goal was maybe his his best bit of um, in, uh, influential ruck work. So, you know, it was a very solo game. It was... Um, uh, there were some really good taps. He had 12 hit-outs to advantage. He doubled the other ruck. <laughs> this is Which is a big number. Yeah. It is a number. He, that was more than double. His opposition had more than double the hitouts. He was trying really hard to um, put on physical pressure, but uh, at the start of the first quarter and the start of the third quarter, but you could see he gassed in between. There was the moment where he put his hand up to get to a ruck contest, um, and he didn't make it in time. Which uh, any amateur ruckman who's been lumbering across the field desperately trying to get to a contest in time can can definitely <laughs> can uh, yeah. definitely relate to. There was a moment where backing back on the flight of the ball, and I think it was the third. I think it was, but um, yeah, he, he it wasn't a good highlight, and um, it sort of he he didn't contest particularly well, and it bounced off. And um, the Eagles kicked a goal, so that, that was a bit disappointing. But overall, he was really good, and he hasn't played much footy. So um, uh, I was happy. And uh, in a very Nick stat, which um, Tony Grimband beat you to the point, he had a career best <laughs> in uh, metres gained. And that's got a lot to do with the fact he hardly ever field kicks. Um, but he had, because mm. he had three shots for goal, or only one registered, um, you know, you get more metres gained through, through that. So, yeah. I was happy. Um, he's not rucking against Todd Goldstein in his prime, but um, it's a good setup for the Hawks have a really good ruck division and uh, Melbourne. Mm, I wouldn't say it's very good, but it is very large. Yeah, like, I mean, sorry, very good is wrong, but like the um, sort of they're around fifth in the um, like he'll be going against a, a competent type ruckman who's is quite his equal, mm. and then he's uh, uh, Melbourne. He's got a really big game because obviously he's against the. You know, the was it one point five million dollars worth of ruck? Well, it was only it was only about eight or nine hundred thousand last weekend with Gorn solo solo rucking and Grundy uh, relegated to the VFL. Yeah, indeed. But what we presume they'll be back for for us. So anyway, look, look it, it was yeah, they, one of the few games where they've played really well together uh, has been against us. It feels like yeah. So we'll see, um, but. Obviously, very pleasing, but you know, it's sort of it, mm. it's hard for me to be objective. Deeply, deeply so. Um, yeah, but I, I think uh, I think maybe we should temporarily uh, acknowledge the um, consensus best player on ground. With Dan Rio, 
Uh, I assume we're talking again. Yeah, right well, we got the ten coaches' votes, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's not much. There's um, not much dispute. No, no, true. Sorry, I had a little blank out. I thought, oh, does Andy want to talk about the other Ruckman now? But no, <laughs> no we're good. Um, he was great. Yeah, just the the run, the runoff half back, uh, the discipline. Uh, in defence, then transitioning to attack, um, and just how much of the play he created. Yeah, he's going really well. He he went at above ninety percent at his disposal. Uh, I think I think mm. he one of his disposals weren't effective, and I, like I suspect it was short out that he's trying extra hard to be that attacking option, and that's got a little bit to do with the fact that we're a little bit blunt in uh, attack. So a little bit, sorry, maybe understating that. Um, yeah, mm. but actually, maybe I'm a bit unfair because almost I thought our most important player on the day was Noah Bolter. Yeah, he was he was excellent. Like keeping Oscar Allen literally without a touch in the in the first half, and yeah, he did, did seem to pick up a, a niggle at one point. But yeah, and I look on looking at the coaches' votes, even though. Alan got off the chain a bit in the second half. Like, I thought I thought he could have even got more than five votes. Yeah, there was just that one moment. Where, like it, it's Noah, so he has to do it. Where he just completely, when it was a kick, you know, it was the it was a shot for goal, and it fell short. And um, Noah just completely lost Oscar Allen, and he took an uncontested mark, which was, um, and yep. he could have so easily blocked him out. But ninety percent of the entries he was just he was so alpha. He was controlling the oh, space. Absolutely. So um uh what's the name of that poor young uh, high West Coast draft pick who he um who he destroyed after he was so annoyed. Oh. Um uh, Chesser. Chesser, yeah. Campbell yeah, Campbell Chesser, yeah. Full, full credit to him, he ran back with a flight, but um Noah had just given yeah. given away that um, that soft uh, goal to um, Oscar Allen, and he he was really annoyed at someone. He was either shouting at his players or the umpire, probably his players, which might be a little bit justified. Um, but mm. but uh, he was so angry afterwards. Uh, he destroyed. He just hit the contest so hard. But he had so many contests like that. Where he was just so physically dominant. He was the best player according to the AFL ratings. Yes. But it was almost more than. The, like you can't measure by stats how physically dominant he was um, and how much he felt like he was in control of that backline. Mm. I feel like um, uh, Subiaco very much shoots uh, Shea Bolton, right? and I wasn't wasn't surprised recently to read that you know his his current. Well, he, the new his new contract is is very lucrative because yeah, I I assume the the Western Australian clubs sniffed, sniffed around with some very big dollars for him. Yeah, he does. He always seems to play well there. Yeah, not sure it's uh, Subiaco anymore, but you know maybe it's the family, maybe it's the oh, sorry. the the uh, ground conditions. But um, look, his goal kicking is excruciating. But it, it, it's it's quite a similar sized ground, actually. Yeah, yeah, it's not quite as long and as long, but it, but yeah, it's quite it's quite. And similar. the turf is probably very similar. Actually, I read something today, like a very high proportion of the best fields in Australia in Western Australia, and that's no doubt to do the climate and the um, soil. But mm. uh, yeah, like he, he was 
whatever reason. Uh, Perth, Perth Stadium, uh, it is. Whatever, whatever the reason, he's just uh, he he was just brilliant. Except uh, when he sh- uh, has a set shot for goal, where yeah, Nick, the Raiders. Nick, I think in hindsight we probably shouldn't have uh, appointed Jason Castagna as our goalkeeping coach <laughs> after he retired. No, his his technique just feels a bit loose at the moment. Like not not all the pieces are are in alignment. I'm not sure even um, saying that he has a goal kicking technique, other than making it up uh, randomly every time he kicks for goal. That's what it feels like. Um, oh no, he's, no. more right. Uh, so he's uh, playing in playing at Perth Stadium. He averages two goals. Uh, a game, and uh, that's quite a bit more uh, than than any other ground. And he also averages twenty three disposals a game, which is um, second only to to Darwin, where he had one game at twenty nine disposals. So yeah, goes very well there. Mm, nice. Mm. I thought Dusty was very good again. Yeah. Uh, no. Not, not great, but very good in in the coaches' votes. Again, had a shot at goal, just miss. Yeah. He's going well. Oh, look, I don't want to repeat myself every week, and we'll say that my admiration for Dusty has actually gone up this year. Um, mm. Obviously not his best year, because no human being is probably ever going to match his 2017 year. Um, I don't know, has, has the Brownlow Norm Smith double ever been done? Uh, yes, I think it has. It, I can't remember off the, it, anyway, off the top well, of my head. Anyway, no other Richmond player will probably, in our lifetime, will match that. But just the um, his work rate. And uh, Minnie said something really interesting in the press conference. He sets the defensive tone uh, for the team. Right. Um, and it, it was a strange comment, which he didn't fully explain. But I 1,000% guarantee you that no one was saying that about Dusty four years ago. Um, no. And his defensive work rate isn't quite as high um, as as, uh, as I noticed in previous weeks, but still very good. Um, mm. Still not playing him in the center square at all, but whatever. Um, he he is playing he's playing magnificently, and uh, it, like he's so important to our team right now because him him yeah. and Bolton are the only scalpels in a team full of bun knives. Oh yeah, look the. Uh, Dan, his his inaccuracy uh, at goal, which um, is just about the only thing that's uh, that has caught, caused his numbers to be ever so slightly off compared to how they've been the last couple of years. Look, last year wasn't a very good year, but this year is is clearly at the same standard as you know twenty twenty one and and twenty twenty. So yeah. Uh, I'm I'm really pleased we got this version of Dusty this year, even even for some goal kicking frustration. You're on mute, Andy. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, I mean he's down in the ratings, but um, he's still like way above last year, and he's kind of at at the level he was pre-2017. But yeah, there might be some, like if he kicks better for goals, that, that would certainly be helped. Um, but yeah, he's been, uh, what I notice is he's not defensively absent anymore. 
he mm. was for many years. Like, you know, God bless him. He was our best player, so no, no one was blaming him. But mm. uh, I think I, I think he's a more well-rounded player, if not as brilliant. Mm. Yeah. Nobody is blaming the three-time Norman Smith medalist. No. No. <laughs> no. no. Like, rather, yes. Um, defending Dusty, rather pointless. Um, yeah. Who else? Oh, well, hopefully had an interesting uh, game story. Uh, so, at, at halftime, like, so many people were fretting about him. His stats were genuinely terrible, and he wasn't getting the footy. And uh, apparently, Minnie gave him a bake at halftime, and he just blitzed the third quarter. Yeah. Um, Did that quite well for the game? Yeah. I, I, he's someone I, whose work I appreciate more uh, on on replay when you're paying attention rather than just in the stress the stress and tension of the of watching the game live but yeah it did uh, there was a there was a stint at the start of the third quarter with uh, both hopper and uh, Toronto playing very well so, yeah I'd like to see some more of that mm. not not that Trampers let us down in any way this year. No, he was actually uh, his name <laughs> numbers quite good on the AFL ratings. Not great, not brilliant, but um, it was in the top four on the, on the team. That in the last quarter, that no, sorry, in that third quarter blitz where he made the tackle and then the goal that was that was lovely mm. and slightly frustrating because like where is that kicking normally? Um, because that was a beautiful kick. Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's a variable stat. Um, Jack Graham's game stood out really well on. Uh, the stats. Oh, I didn't. I didn't have him in my notes, but yeah, fourteen disposals and, and six inside fifties. I thought. Yeah, I th- think yeah. a lot of straight line. Like the only way you do that is a lot of straight line play. Yeah, yeah. Look, he is. I I feel uh, if Dusty's our best inside fifty kick, then maybe Graham's second best, but. Yeah, uh, he he was. I felt a bit guilty after last week's show for not talking about him more against the Swans because after after a quiet patch, he, I thought he was hugely influential last week. Um, I thought Marlon Pickett was pretty good. Yeah, he was. Um, people at the game sort of said that he he got switched out of that that forward role. Mm. Um, that he, he had to play as a job. Oh, maybe he started there and then he moved forward. But look, he kicked a goal, so um, you know it, mm. it was a good game for him. The, the sort of yeah, um, I, I worry a bit about his long term future in the team, but I, I love him as a player, and uh, it, mm. that was uh, it was nice that he played well in West Australia, and it was nice that the Western Australian crowd didn't boo him. Um, yeah, that's after good. last week's discussion. Um, yeah, I thought it was good. Now, Nick, I just want to talk about Tyler Young, and we aren't the people who thought of this observation, but it is interesting because Noah Bolter is a little bit of a clone mm. of Alex Rance. He's not exactly the same. He's stronger. He's... But, uh, yeah, of the same genre. Of the same <laughs> genre. And Tyler Young is probably even closer to a young Dylan Grimes. <laughs> That's true. Um, so it's it's just sort of it's interesting that we managed to almost as close as you can in AFL to like if you're picking a player comparison for both those two from any team, you'd have Alex Rance and Dylan Grimes, uh, young Dylan Grimes, in they'd be very high on the list. Hmm. So yeah, it's just yeah, it's look it's looking like a 
Well, last year's draft class has been decimated with uh, injury. Um, but yeah, the, um, here's, a, here's a really good good news story in having um, the defence uh, feels very solid with, with him and Bolter in back there long term. What do you think, speaking of last year's draft cast, what do you think of Banks? Uh, he had a nice moment against Darling in the second quarter that I noticed. Um, he's kicking, I don't, I'm not sure he's quite got the, the radar. Uh, he's still having the occasional kick that almost looks like it's slowing off the side of his boot a bit. Um, yeah, I thought he was solid. Yeah, it was funny. I thought he had a couple of moments where I was like, it was just there were just little things like how he tackled someone and didn't mm. give away the free kick and rolled them over, or just how he contested. I thought, oh yeah, that's really solid. Like he kind of gets playing at AFL level. And but on the flip side, you, you know, I've I've heard others with the opposite opinion. So um, I, I'm much like with my eyes. I think it's maybe I'm a bit biased because I'm so excited to have another young player in the team. Um, he's going well, but um, yeah. I, I, it, it's certainly uh, it's not a well-formed opinion yet. I think he is playing quite defensively because, uh, um, yeah, like there's obviously Rioli's got the, mm. the license to roam. And, uh, yeah, as, as it should yeah, be. Yeah, he's, he's more of a stay-at-home player. He's Probably expect he's probably trying to make his bones um, at this level very much defensively to start with. Mm, yeah, which which makes sense. Um, what did you f- think of Morris Rioli Junior.'s evident frustration? Well, I was thinking, uh, you know, we talked about last week that Morris missed the big shot again, and mm. that his goal kicking worries me infinitely more. Than not wanting to take that phone call. Um, mm. We've all forgotten now, yep. but that did not worry me one. Like, if he was going back on and didn't want to speak to the coach, yes. But he knows the coach is just going to say, great game, Morris, we just took you off because we mm. wanted a different look. And he's really disappointed in himself. He's disappointed he got subbed off. Like, he doesn't want to hear it. Like, we've all been there. Um, like, he'll learn not to do it because it looks bad on the camera. But who cares? Like, I, 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 mm. I really didn't mind it at all. Um, Sorry, not who cares. Like I, I get why people don't like the look of it. And it's not good for Morris. Mm. He doesn't want that attention. But um, I, I'm so unfazed by it um, from a long-term perspective for him. The main thing I took from it was I, I, pre- I thought Mini was the right coach in that moment to just put his arms around the player uh, and not throw him under the bus at all. Yeah. That was exactly the right thing to do. Yeah, I think so. Um, he, he does. He does the default. Um, quite a good answer is. Uh, uh, I don't really know what that's about. Um, like with the dusty thing, didn't really see it, but I'm annoyed about it. And but the, he shouldn't go to the tribunal for it. Um, yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, no, it was a was a rare favourable outcome for us. Yeah. At the tribunal, certainly not on the the scale of. Um, uh, Dean Rampy accidentally colliding with someone. But. Yeah, and the ongoing thing that they they just seem to uh, find Mullen Pickett all the time because he's got a really hard body and players bounce off him. Yeah. Look, uh, two other players I wanted to mention. Uh, I was joking about Ruckman before, but uh, Ben Ben Miller's ruck work really is getting better, and I, I thought 
I thought he gave Williams trouble, particularly when he was getting front spot and uh, boundary throw-ins, and yeah, it was was quite effective doing so. Yeah, I mean, he only had, what was it, four disposals? So it's six. Mm. Um, obviously had a good goal. Still, I, I maintain my point that I think Samson would have given us more in attacking oomph uh, in the same position, but, you mm. know, that's not his fault. Um, yeah, he was fine. Um, and I, I agree with your point on rucking, but, yeah, he's, yeah, it's, well, you know my views. Um, I forgot to mention with Dusty, Nick, that Dusty signed autographs afterwards, or no, at the, <laughs> at the runaround beforehand. He's a changed man. Talk about, like, come back to that point of evolution. Like, he really has, he, and he's done the odd interview now. Um, he really has, he really has evolved. And, like, that's such an admirable thing. Just think, you know, Hmm. Players who can find kind of his second act was his peak because he'd been good for a long time and then he became supernova. But now this is his third act and it's it's a, it's really nice to watch. Hmm. Yeah, definitely. I'm I'm uh, appreciating yeah that yeah the the substance to his game. Uh, yeah, it's good to see. Yeah. Um. Prestia, the no Prestia, no like the the stats on our winning percentage when Prestia plays full game continues. <laughs> I, I think we would have won without him this week, but he was actually quite good and uh, yeah, did his job. Mm. Um, Jeffrey Walt, uh, second quarter. Hmm. His best for some time. Yeah, it's funny. Like I was, that goal he kicked. I think it was it was his first, and it broke the drought after mm. a long. Like it was finally a bit of competent mm. goal kicking after um, the ex- like earlier less mm. less competent efforts. But he marked it like he just can't get separation anymore unless there's Isabella Smarts or something. No, I I had that in my notes, and then I actually crossed it out because he got free on the lead a couple of times. He, he did, but I, I kind of wonder like something must have happened uh, there to, to, to get free. But, but you know that first mark he took, it was like it was just him him reading the ball quicker than anyone else reading he, reading a scoop. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, he's just uh, he's always had that art, and uh, it was just that and the shot for goal was just vintage Gat Jack. Um, mm. But yeah. Um, so it is what it is. You know, we talked about before resting the players and I'm sure we thought about it match selection and we did what we always do, which is play them. Oh, actually, I did want to talk about Cochin. Um, mm. uh, stats on our world. The thing about Cochin's game is he's had a few games which were just ridiculously good, better than you could reasonably expect, including mm. his 300th. And he's had a lot of quite mediocre games. But this week was kind of the game that you stereotype like you expect from a, um, an aging um, it's hmm. friendly winner because I don't know about you, but certainly live. Every time he got the ball, it was calming. You knew he wasn't going to do something dumb. You knew a good decision was coming was coming up. Um, I, I found him. I think he was a very steadying presence for the team on the day. Mm. Yeah, he seemed to be having fun. I thought, um, really cracking in. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's All right, that's a that's a twenty seven minute game review. Uh, we did. We we we've done it. We've done it justice. Look, I wanted a couple of news items from last week. Um, Robbie Tarrant in not a 
not a surprising move uh, announced announced his uh, retirement um forever forever tiger <laughs> Tarrant. yeah <laughs> um it, 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 was, it, it was lovely how he said how important richmond was to him which was uh... i know i it, it was a very nice sort of everything everything you hear about um what a good bloke he is um uh, i thought i thought came through and yeah i uh look i i feel sorry for him that you know he didn't uh well he didn't get to play at all this year i only had a he had a good crack at it um last year played played 20 games um last year's final against brisbane ended up being one of five he played in a near 200 game career so yeah i'm i'm glad he got to play with you know with a good club having having a crack at finals even if even if this season certainly hasn't turned out the the way he would have wanted but yeah yeah, good on mm. him. Um, CCJ has to play several more good games of football to not be to like even him for Tarrant straight up right now. We're winning that trade. <laughs> never, never mind the pick nineteen. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, oh, and there was oh the other bit of news that you've already told me you're going to mention is the Nick. Like sometimes it's nice to be right, and when you made a call from a long way out. But we said in November mm. or December that Tom Lynch's injury is really serious, and and yep. it'll affect big big guys with foot injuries. Yeah, yep. it'll affect. Uh, it'll be a, a, the most important thing in the season, and turned out to be true. And uh, he's out for the year. It sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Look. It. Yeah. It. It just takes. Some of the some of the upside out of the season, honestly, without without being too down about it. Like the 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 current um the current team feels like it sort of has to has to work very hard to win its games and yeah, having um the best full forward in the in the league, um yeah, it's a loss. <laughs> yeah, like what win it I mean it hardly Thank you, Captain Obvious. It hardly needs to be pointed out, but you, you can. We watch this team every week. It, it has a natural ceiling, and the, without Tom Lynch, that ceiling is not the Premiership. No, no, it is not. It no. is. It um, is. But yeah. Anyway, um, very sad, but uh, let's hope they work out how to fix it. Mm, fingers crossed. I watched some of the VFL on the weekend, and you were pumped about was, it. I noticed. That was a. Oh, I, I, uh, so I was up up in Southport. Uh, team had a good win. Sort of, it was a bit of a funny game. Like uh, we had a couple of big runs of goals with a Southport kicked kicked a whole I think seven goals in a row uh, at one stage, and we came back and and won. But yeah, look, I think. Everything, everything that before the game, if you had to do a wish list of things that you wanted, um, we pretty much got all of them. Uh, uh, Tyler Swansea was was uh, won a lot of football, was good at the contest, kicked a nice goal, um, worked hard over the over the game. Tom Brown uh, 
played well again. Eleven rebound fifties, which is a which is a mammoth number. And Ryan Mansell, clear uh, best on ground according to to Steve Morris. He he covered a ton of ground, like he was sort of starting off in the forward line, but roaming seemed to be roaming wherever he wanted. Actually, again. Finished off very well, had a couple of goals, 25 disposals. Um, James Trezise, uh played well again. A little... Um, if I, it's interesting, because he, he and Banks, in some ways, play play similar positions. They're both, they're both very good marks for their size. I, do, I think Trezise is a bit rougher, rougher around the edges with his disposal. Um... You know, and maybe just a bit rawer in general from not having been part of a footy pathway, but they they can play. Um, Tom Tom Dow was good, but oh, Andy. Um, Kalen Bradkey. Uh, he look, he's always he's had flashes uh, this season of of good play, but. Uh, those those flashes are getting more regular, and he he had some brilliant moments against Southport. Now it's a standalone VFL team, so maybe the opposition's not the best. But you know he had a nice contested mark and a goal from a pocket. Followed that out with a really strong mark on the lead uh, and a goal from outside fifty, which if you watch the Richmond seniors, you you would think isn't even allowed with Jade, except for Jaden Short. <laughs> Um, and then the last quarter, uh, Matty Coulthard had a had a sheds like handball over his head, uh, which Bradkey finished from forty five meters out. But yeah, so he sort of he had the flash, but uh, also he's, he he just seemed more dangerous throughout throughout the day. Like a criticism I've had of him is he's he's just had sometimes had trouble presenting to a dangerous spot where. Um, you know his teammates can kick to him, but yeah, he's getting he's getting better at that. I'm I'm quite not, I'm getting more optimistic about about his future. Um, circulating senior selection. Ah, uh, I think I think he could look sushi raw. Like he he's he's still. Uh, clearly less than the sum of his parts, um, or less less than the sum of his uh, athletic traits. Like uh, at this stage, like I'd, I'd say, his reading of the play and uh, is uh, uh, an area of improvement, and that'd that'd be doubly so against um, good, better opposition. But, yeah, it it doesn't seem as crazy as it did. So. Thank you. Thank you for that very good wrap. Um, there were two sort of things that really stood out to me, and yeah, as you pointed out, Grumpy Steve loved Mansell's game, and as do this, as does mm. the stat sheet. Um, I was really impressed by that. Um, you know, Mansell has never played a game that good in the VFL before. No, and that sort of yeah, like you always wonder sometimes with these role players that kind of get picked because they're really earnest at following game plan, uh, like. Are they actually good? Like, what would happen if you put them in the VFL in a free-flowing game and, and, like, in a more attacking role? And 
he delivered in spades. Like I, I was really impressed by that upside. Um, so good on him. Um, we talked last week about him needing to earn his selection back, and like he really does seem to have gone up a level. He's taken that that seniors form uh, that he had before he got um, suspended, and he, he's continued. I was, I was super, I was super upside surprised and impressed by that game. And I mm. love it when Swan, Swansea plays well. Um, not to forget the end of last year. Aside from all the winning, the thing that really made last year fun, the, the end of last mm. year fun, that's not happening this year, is there are a couple of good young kids who are playing pretty important roles. Um, yeah, we did. We had Cumberland, Sonzi, uh, and Royale, Royale, Gibkiss, smattering of Miller. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, and uh, uh, that, was, that was super fun. Uh, Mansell one disposal off a, a career high, but his but his career high he uh, was from twenty twenty one playing as a yeah. Ha- as a halfback, like yeah, this is complete. Been out of kick that many goals, I think that many touches. That's yeah, special. yeah. No, it was very impressive, effort. and it was good. Uh, Grumpy Steve was very complimentary about uh, Cumbie's game, which is nice. Mm. Yeah, uh, I thought it was good. Jud- Judson Clark, um, pretty good too. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, like God help us, like um. Our sub, our, our 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 subs suck this year, and uh, <laughs> the only one who's been vaguely comp- uh, competent in is Juddy. So um, maybe it's Nosti. Well, and Jack Ross. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yes, good. Well, well said. Well said. Um, Being awesome. Last yeah. Um, but yeah, be obviously too good to be a sub again. But it it would be great if uh, like I I I don't know if I don't know how they think about development. Like I don't know if it's good or bad for a. Like is is a quarter and a half better in the AFL than a full game of AFL? I don't know, but um, yeah, I'd, I'd love JD to be a sub again um, yeah. uh, this week. Yeah, no, I I I agree. Well, it's either you would think you would think Mansell for Morris Rioli's an obvious one. So then, do you have either Morris or or Judson as sub? And yeah, I don't. I think maybe a full game for Morris might be might be better for Yeah, him. I th- I think Judson has more positional versatility too. Not a lot, mind you, but um mm. Morris is a specialist forward pocket. Alright Nick, speaking of next week, how are you feeling about? Cautiously optimistic. The other than that that just dreadful game that we had against the the Hawks well, we've had the the only two times in recent years where we haven't beaten the Hawks have been, um, you know, that dreadful game, dreadful COVID game, uh, round three in uh, twenty twenty, um, and uh, the draw at the end of twenty twenty one where we played a a VFL half the VFL team. Um, Yeah, but after after a, f- a long while in the wilderness, um, uh, you know, Hawthorne, Hawthorne's probably two years ahead of um, West Coast, like in in terms of having young players come through and and sort of the the outline of of the next good team. Um, it's still 
you know, it's still a huge work in progress in, in some sense. Like they're very dependent on, on Sicily in the back line, which, you know, so he's second in the league in intercepts. Like he's a he's an extremely good player. But yeah, the, the rest of the defence can be more workmanlike than than inspired. Um, you mentioned their ruck division. Uh, you know, Ned, Ned Reeves goes 209 centimetres and, and Lloyd Meeks 203 and 110 kilos. So I'm pretty certain. You know, it's them and them and the, the Melbourne duo for the for the be- biggest rock combination in the in the league. And you know, they're not neither neither of the Hawks duo are uh, a big uh, ball winners around the ground or or kick many goals. But yeah, they win a lot. Of, they get first hands to the ball, um, so that'll that'll be that'll be a big challenge for if you I would have thought. Um, the young midfielders uh, showing showing some signs. John Newcomb's the the in and under guy. Josh Ward's sort of much more the the, the smooth smooth mover. The more uh, more Adam Chera type who plays inside and out. Um, yeah, uh, Connor Connor Nash has been quite a big midfielder and. And unfortunately, Sicily's back. Not that you're talking about. No. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's that's a bit disappointing. Mm. It's still been like last week aside, been pretty mediocre. They have. Yeah, they haven't been a great team. So certainly, you know, we're a justified three goal or so, or so favourite. But yeah. I feel I feel the gap's closer than it's been in some some recent years. Um, having Mitch Mitch Lewis has been genuinely good this year. Like he's a he's a top ten uh, key forward in the game this year, and you know Bruce uh, Bruce is aging far better than Gunston. Um, so yeah, they've got they've got a couple of dangerous forwards. Yeah, and there's always a chance. Chad Wingard has randomly played one of his few good games against us in the past, so you never know. Hmm. Yeah, it's they're a they're a very big uh, handball team. Uh, they're the the number one uncontested possession team in the in the competition. So yeah, and and yet uh, sometimes. Sometimes it's a lot of a lot of football for for not very much result. Like to go um, first in uncontested football and sixteenth in marks inside fifty just just says sometimes you're playing very indirect and it's not you know not not being finished off the way you'd want. Yeah, I, I kind of do have a structurally a bit of doubt. Like it's so easy to be the rebuilding team which is not expected to win. Um, mm. Play all the kids, and they still are very young. Um, but yeah, it's like at some point you've got to turn the corner, and that's the hard bit. Yeah. So yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I kind of, you know, tracking them throughout the year. I've, I've been a bit skeptical um, about their uh, about how far it 
about how far it's going. Um, and they also have 11 players under 50 games, what they did last week. Like, they're not ridiculously young, mm. but it's hard to win with that many young players. It's not It's not impossible, but yeah, it's hard. It is, and there are there are signs that the, they're running a bit out of puff uh, on, on the season. It's after, you know, they had some pretty encouraging performances earlier in the year, but yeah, it's been a uh, had some rough results um, uh, before uh, beating the uh, Kangaroos on the weekend. Oh, I mean, I suppose um, they're five weeks away from beating the Lions at the the MCG, but yeah, there's there's a there's a few heavy defeats in there as well. Yeah. Anyway, uh, should be it's it'll be cold, but it'll be should be a nice sunny day at the G. Yeah. Um, yeah, Saturday afternoon at the G. Always, always fond of that. Um, the it could be a pretty tough game for the VFL uh, beforehand at, at Punt Road Oval. It's a, the Box Hill Hawks Hawks are, are going very well, but yeah, look, it's always, always a good uh, good day to get out to Saturday afternoon at the G. So yeah, should be fun. Indeed. I'm Nick. I'm Andy. We're Richmond Target Talk.